The only remedy for past discrimination is present discrimination, as Ibrahim X. Kendi has said. And this has indeed come to not only Norway, a country you've never heard about, but also Sweden and Denmark. And I'll get into that in this video, how uh, students of color are suggesting racial segregation as a solution to past discrimination as they see it. Before we get to that, head over to kopillars.com slash donate and check out the benefits uh, you get from supporting our show. So this is uh, from the Swedish television, um, the Art Academy in Stockholm. Uh, there's a um, group of students, a student collective called Brown Island. Uh, that are reacting to the exhibition space at the National Academy. And of course, this exhibition space is called the White Sea. Now you can understand where this is going. Um, they are saying then that um, they are suggesting that they shall uh, change names uh, because you, they see it as a part of a racist structure at the school. And they are suggesting, suggesting that this shall uh, change names to the C instead. So uh, in 2019, the student collective Brown Island uh, delivered this uh, suggestion. And uh, because they were feeling like a brown island in a sea of white mi middle class students and uh, thought that this experience, which apparently was a very negative one, was uh, um, increased by the name of this uh, exhibition space, the White Sea. So this is a quote from one of the members of this uh, student collective. The first thing you are uh, met by when, uh, when you know, entering the art academy is the White Sea, also called the White Sea. There's a strong symbolism in that uh, um, artist, Cassandra. Lorca Machiavelli, a fitting name, uh, says. So I wanted to uh, check out the way they are arguing, because uh, as I've said in an earlier uh, uh, earlier comment video, this is really enforcing the idea in the art institution uh, that is all already has been present for uh, 120 years of fighting against objective criteria, fighting against rational thinking, uh, fighting against, um, in other words, your ability to be able to, to establish yourself, because if there are no objective criteria, then all you're left with is nepotism. So they are problematizing, as, it, uh, as it's called, uh, the, the color of the walls. And they are actually, it's, it's quite interesting because it is, this is really the, the revolution eating its own children. Um, when they're talking about the, the oppressive um, uh, white wall tyranny. Um, and they're talking about how this white wall then Infinitely young blank, which em emphasizes the beginning as yet unborn, a naked presence full of possibility. Within the art institution, however, the silence and austerity of uh, the White Sea imbues its white smooth surfaces with an assumed neutral aesthetic purity that may not be as innocent as we might believe. So... Uh, I'm going through this because uh, at some length because we really need to understand how this and this is of course the woke idea the critical theory idea you go into whatever you look at and 
you look at the cultural history, you find some examples of something bad having happened in the past, and you say that this is the whole institution is breathing this poison still today. Of course, people don't know about it, but that's just a proof that it is so. So like one of their arguments is, is um, referring to how there's a, a room in the Swedish royal palace nearby, also called the White Sea. And in this room, uh, powerful people have been sitting, white people, and uh, how this uh, the concept of the white sea or, or white room, um, you know, both these white sea rooms, both these rooms in the castle and in the art academy serve the same role for each respective institution as a space for the presentation and, repre- and representation of power. So here we get to a fundamental thing the, uh, from the woke mindset. It's all a question of power who is oppressed and who the oppressor is and we know the answer to i guess both of those questions um so this is the one of their arguments uh, for changing the names uh, name of this uh, this exhibition space the white sea so of course they, they are mixing industrialization and mass production so here's a here's your mandatory critique of capitalism and this, I think, should be read at some length. They're talking about how these ideas then, or ideas, and this is interesting because they're criticizing modernism here. Ideas began to spread, which pro- proclaimed ornament to be not only in bad taste, but a disease, a retrograde, retrograde step, rather, a crime that inflicts serious injury on people's health, on the national budget, and hence on cultural evolution. Artists and architects applied models from the language of philosophy, medical doctors and psychologists adopting the logic of affliction and disease to validate their their claims. This rhetoric helped shape fundamental modernist thinking still intact today, which describes and villainizes everything and everyone that stands out uh, out as stains, as dirt in need of cleaning and purification. So, um, you know, how modernism then wanted to clean out anything that held back progress. And that the elimination of what was considered out of place was seen as a positive effort to organize the environment, which encouraged, encouraged support for eugenic and race biology practices and further furthered the othering of non-normative bodies. So here's the uh, other core idea in the woke idea that uh, um, you have someone in power and then demanding that that everybody behaves like them so racism which has a you know which does exist and was uh, there was clear existence of that also in in the slave trade uh, earlier they're saying that that's sort of still breathing uh, the, the 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 rooms are still breathing that uh, on t- uh, to this day now what what's interesting here though is <laughs> How uh, you know human beings in throughout this this uh, uh, manifesto that they've written are always re- referred to as bodies. So <laughs> there are no human beings or individuals anymore. There are only bodies, and uh, they go on to talk about how Sweden sterilized sixty three thousand. Uh, people uh, in the in the um, uh, well actually mid twentieth uh, century, and. Then they say, this is a part of the modernist tradition, the White Sea, that exhibition space emerges out of. Traumas of contemporary Western history linger within its smooth surfaces. 
if aesthetics in the modern sense is itself already an anesthetic that removes feeling and calms the nerves, as Beatrice Colomina writes, then this anesthetic doesn't simply suppress bodily sensation, but facilitates the control and even silencing of what has been felt. So, um, and I think there's uh, later uh, later part here. Yeah, where they talk about how uh, how um, uh, uh, even the color of the the exhibition walls the you know, you have one exhibition, then the exhibition is taken down, then they paint over white one more time uh, on the walls, so they will be pure. Uh, and that is, of course, interpreted in a p political way in that they want to purify to, in other words, to only have whiteness in this room. And this is, of course, interpreted uh, uh, metaphorically. And how, how uh, yeah, it, you know, painting this white separates it from ordinary life where there are people of color etc etc so they're they're portraying this as a as an absolute and racist racist thing and this is also where we get to the really uh, fundamental thing here because um, as mentioned uh, or as we'll, we'll get to rather a lot of this has to do with uh, sidestepping rational evidence, rational arguments, and, and, and empirical evidence. And there you see here uh, one of the, the headlines, seeing the invisible. So this is a fundamental thing that you think that things are okay, but in fact, uh, uh, things are not okay at all. And I would like to read one last quote here, where they talk about how uh, uh, the Art Academy, along with other institutions, have, as Sarah Ahmed would explain, become oriented around whiteness as they acquire the skin of the bodies that have inhabited them through history. And then, uh, so the fact that there have been white people in these rooms has sort of stuck to the walls like some evil spirit. So it's the, like the sin of the skin. And uh, of course, of course, they have found an example of uh, of uh, performance where teachers and students wore were wore blackface. Um, and this is also a fundamental thing to understand. They always can find you can always find examples like that, and it's very emotional the way they are arguing, and uh, to make it really d difficult for you to disagree because no one wants to say to to you know no one is supporting racism, but then they're saying that if you don't agree with us, then you are in fact doing so. Um, this is a woman. A professor at the academy who has objected to it, saying that the name the White Sea has nothing whatever to do with uh, racism, or you know, it's complete absurd to say that it's racist, uh, racist, uh, you know, uh, um, implications in it. And uh, of course, she's been quite uh, criticized for that. And uh, here is the director of the art academy. She's saying that um, there's nothing in the name itself that is racist, but there are possibilities of interpreting it as such, as an improper name, uh, you know, when you look at the conditions in the world. And this is, um, so, and she has issued a statement too, where she's saying that, you know, we have to listen to everybody, blah, 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 and have, have dialogue and so, uh, but the world changes and we change along with it. So you understand that this is a person who will not uh, counter this uh, at all. So this is one of the professors um, too, 
uh, at the at the art academy, and uh, it's quite interesting what she's saying. Human, you're a, the humanities and art that I represent uh, are not always based on evidence evidence based science. So she is saying then that uh, rational arguments, uh, empirical evidence is not something we have to relate to. So she's sort of uh, making a, making that into like a patient. And uh, whatever you say that is, is a solid rational argument is then invalidated. And she goes on to say then that, that um, uh, we are challenged to use our, our ability to judge. And of course, in this context, it means when you are abandoning rationality and empirical study of reality. That means a subjective understanding of what is going on, meaning that you can just add whatever daydream or a nightmare you have in your head onto the situation and no one can argue against it. Um, and she continues then and said this ability is strengthened by the possibility of, uh, you know, taking, you know, listening to other, uh, other pers perspectives than your own perspective. Which again is a way of saying that if you have a, uh, a rational argument, then that is not something you should listen to because that is, uh, you know, if you participate in a logical argument, then you are participating in the system. So uh, this is also why I wanted to play um, this uh, part here. This is a one of the students, uh, a member of the of the uh, Brown Island. And she's asked then what kind of role uh, does it play that, you know, the, what does the name of an exhibition space, uh, what kind of role does that play? Why, why is that important? Of course, she has to think <laughs> and says, oh, of course, it plays a role, it's a, you know, a great role. Um, searching for some words here. Word, affect us, metaphors, symbols. Uh, create our world. So this is the, the crux of the matter, getting to the heart of the matter here. Um, when you have abandoned reason, when you have abandoned evidence-based uh, empiricism, then you can invent stuff, whatever you want. This is what we are countering. So this is why we need to understand where this is coming from. And we need to understand how they are thinking, because it's interesting. I've been thinking about this, uh, you know, as a classical figurative painter, you really don't have you really don't have a space at an art academy. So why should I talk about it? Well, the thing is, uh, you know, there's a nobility within the cultural life. And those are the contemporary artists that are really doing what is accepted. Then you have the classical, uh, you know, people are working with the classical culture somehow, of course, two, three, four, or five steps below that. Now, what is happening, as I mentioned before, and it's so important to be to be uh, aware of it, is that even those who are on the top level, then, socially speaking, even those are being attacked and, uh, and uh, um, uh, you know, subject to, to cancel culture because they're not woke enough. And that will absolutely not, not benefit those who are on, on a uh, lower level, socially speaking, not in, in reality, but socially, so, socially speaking. Um, but the thing is that, that um, uh, there's, yeah, there's, there's a thing, there's a thing here, I guess I forgot to mention, because when we're talking about the solution here, um, 
one last quote here, which is really important because, of course, it's said in a very nice way. And uh, they want this dialogue and start a discussion, etc. And they're saying, our dialogue also allows us to recognize each other's other, forming islands where we can rest for a brief moment. On the grass in the summer, on the steps opposite the entrance, in the kitchen cooking together, or in self-organized collectivity. So this is back to the Ibram X. Kendi, uh, where you want to fight racism with racism. They, in reality, what they're arguing here is racial segregation. Congratulations, uh, congratulations, Um and so they're finding whiteness all over the place. And I think that's why this is a fitting illustration. Here's a, a crit critical theorist uh, fighting against whiteness, as we can see. And the total irony, and I can never get over that point till you, you will probably hear it again, is that, of course, the critical theories, uh, theorist is white as well. And that's why I think it's so ironic uh, that you have these uh, people calling themselves uh, the Brown Island working in a school which is quite correctly but not in the way they think is based on white european men which is the uh, the 18th century concept of fine art that has been exported to the rest of the world through an, an incredible cultural imperialism that takes over all other cultures all the, all other disciplines and completely destroys them that's what they're working uh, that's the context in which they are working. And to remedy what they see as, as, as uh, you know, you know, a racist problem, the color of the wall, they are using more uh, uh, thoughts from white European men, which is the, the, the Frankfurter School and, the, and then you know, um, postmodernist and, and, and etc. So I think that's why <laughs> this was a fitting image. Now, you can see this as, as less serious, but what I wanted to show you now is um, that this is going uh, totally bananas in the Scandinavian countries. Uh, Scandinavia, of course, is a part of the world you'll, you have also never heard about. Um, this is from the academy in, in Copenhagen in Denmark. And there... You know, when this starts to to roll, it gets increasingly sorry, it gets increasingly serious. So, uh, what I want to show you now is this is from a confront and a, you know, a group there at the academy. This is the academy in Copenhagen, and uh, they're going through the video here and showing us, uh, talking about how the man who built it in the late 1600s was involved in, you guessed it, slave trade, and how uh, the royal king, F uh, Frederick V, later gave this uh, to the academy, to, to establish an academy. And... What they are doing then, and this is a cost I should should point out, but but the action itself is is quite telling. They are putting this plastic bag over his head, like it's some some um, ISIS action, uh, a person to be executed here, taking it off its uh, plinth, and then later placing it at the harbor, where uh, they push it into the sea. 
And again, of course, there's been articles about this. You know, this was just a political statement. We need to have a discussion. That they are wrapping this in in um, uh, into you know these nice words, but I think this is uh, uh, there's an aggression here against what they see then as uh, symbolism of uh, oppression. And this is the slave trade. This is the European culture. Of course, they are not touching the fact that Africans and uh, Muslims were much more involved in slave trade than the European slave trade, which doesn't mean that that is okay. But they are totally sidestepping that. Um, and what this reminds me of, and this is a book I really would recommend you to read. Uh, this is The Darkening Age by Catherine Nixie. Here's a, a review from The Guardian, and um, I'll, I'll quote a little bit from that. Uh, but in that book, she is talking about how, and this is an interesting thing, when the early Christian zealots uh, really were, uh, uh, you know, fighting for this new new belief, they were extremely aggressive, very, very similar to what ISIS did in, in Syria. And uh, she is talking about how how these sculptures, how these buildings were destroyed was not just you know, weathering and, uh, and you know, time passing and earthquakes. Uh, what happened in short was that uh, with the new religion, the monotheistic religion, which she describes as a problem because monotheism is based on the idea that you have the truth and therefore you have to destroy what is not true, right? They get, uh, first, the state doesn't do anything about their aggression. It sort of looks through the fingers with, with attacks on sculptures, on, on classical uh, um, culture in, in general. But then, as time goes, and especially, for example, one ex famous example is Theodosius II, uh, uh, the Roman emperor, who ordered the destruction of the temple, the Zeus temple in Olympia. So it goes from a passive acceptance, like this, uh, the, the principle at the Art Academy in Sweden, oh, we will just change with the time. And if this goes far enough, it will become state politics. That's the point. And you have the 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 Serapeum, the uh, temple in Alexandra. Apparently, was much more beautiful than even the 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 Parthenon, which was in 391 in a specific date. I presume uh, there was an attack launched at it. It was not something that had to do with years and years of weathering and people using it for shelter or whatever. It was an attack by Christian zealots coming in a horde tearing it down and uh, in this uh, this article here that i rec recommend you also to read uh, there uh, it is referred to one of those um, zealots a, a monk who was he's considered a saint in the coptic church um, but his piety manifested itself in a particularly ugly gay guise he was part of a gang of thugs who would break into the houses of locals whose theological views they felt to be unsound and smash up any property they objected to on religious grounds and this is what we've we uh, saw here with this um, uh, uh, group throwing this into the, the water. And this, by the way, was instigated by a professor at the academy. So we're still at the point where 
uh, in the Nordic countries, this is being reacted to, actually. This professor uh, was was um, fired from her job. Of course, she's got a lot of support from other artists and, and professors, but she was fired. And uh, the interesting thing is that the culture minister has said, well, this is a sign that uh, um, the academy has become too uh, theoretic, too academic. You have to go back to, to introducing more craft. And of course, this has really uh, turned into to, um, at least a little shitstorm against her for trying to to force uh, um, uh, or take away their, their um, academic and artistic freedom. So we understand that we are, uh, we are sort of past the point of reforming the academic art academy institution. And, um, and um, going back to, to uh, Nixie here, um, she describes how this plays out in the past. And uh, like we've, we've seen here, um, uh, the, the action with that uh, sculpture of Frederick V. Here's the Athena Allot, uh, which uh, is uh, is a figure that was was in a museum in uh, in Palmyra. And you see, it's broken, and this is what uh, it was repaired after having been smashed and decapitated by Christian Seelitz in the the fourth or fifth century, I, I believe it was. Um, it, it's what opens the book by, by Nixie. So, and of course, it has been uh, uh, smashed again by ISIS. Apparently, it is more or less back to this state uh, today because it's being repaired. But I seriously believe that this is what we are going to if we do not fight this if we do not become aware of what these people are thinking how they are arguing because the card that they're using is the racist card is the bigotry card uh, being yeah some kind of bigotry and of course that is an immensely effective one so if you don't know where they are coming from you might very easily just be be uh, scared shitless from that and that is why i'm saying read cynical theories by Helen Pollock-Rose and James Lindsay so you can understand what is going on or uh, go to newdiscourses.com and uh, listen to the, the um, um, uh, podcasts and the videos there so you can identify this and we can get back to a situation where this is created again.